We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 71, year three. Today we're going to talk about what's going on in the world. Uh, my vacation next week. My home game. Uh, whatever, the World Series coming up. Whatever you want to talk about, the mouthpiece is next. Peace. How you guys doing? Uh, sorry, I haven't been on in about three weeks. Uh, it's been a catastrophic three weeks for me. Um, the only thing good in the last three weeks is my little boy had surgery and he's doing really well. Um, other than that, poker has been a complete catastrophe. Uh, I'm in the biggest losing streak of my life, actually. Uh, so it's not it's very not very fun. Um, so I am, uh, heading off to the West Coast Ocean tomorrow, or Monday morning, <laughs> and I'll be in Los Angeles area, stay, staying somewhere on the West Coast, on the beach, uh, trying to change my luck and, uh, take some time off. Going into the World Series, uh, uh, need to do something to change this. So um, hopefully uh, my little vacation will work. And uh, Danny's going to take care of the cats. Right, Danny? Yep. Yep. So uh, uh, I'm going to – I just had to wait for uh, – I wanted a vacation like three weeks ago, but I had to wait for Flash to get better. And um, – He's doing really good. Where is he? He's been running around here wanting to be on the show all day. Now he's gone. Uh, he'll, he'll probably be up in a few minutes. So um, how, what's been going on, everybody? How you doing? Uh, poker's been shitty for me. Worst run of my life. Uh, Flash is doing great. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, let's see. The World Series now is... Six weeks away. Uh, to me, it seems like it's going to be a complete fucking cluster COVID fuck. But since I've now had COVID and I've had, uh, see, I've had COVID and I'm double vaccinated. And um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Scotty was supposed to be on today, as you know. And um, he has not answered the phone um yesterday he told me he was in pain and he couldn't make it and he'd do it tomorrow and now we're at tomorrow and um and he's not answering his phone so with that said what what, what can i do um uh, i could only uh try my hardest to schedule guest and uh you guys know how poker players are they're uh they're 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 a breed so um you know right now uh it's just gonna be me and uh we're gonna take a bunch of phone calls from from all you guys and uh and see what's going on you know see you guys want to talk about in the real world uh we have uh you know I, i can talk politics i guess because it's a complete complete Catastrophe! This fucking country. Uh, 
since Biden took over. But hey, uh, you know, Trump Trump me- t- tweeted mean things, so they needed a you know they needed a change, and now they've they've destroyed the country in six months. And that's not just being a partisan when I say that. I mean, it's, the the border is a complete catastrophe. Uh, Two hundred twenty one thousand people last month came in when uh, when Trump was in office. They had it down to under twenty thousand. Um, it's a complete catastrophe. Twenty percent of the two hundred twenty one thousand have COVID, and they're taking those people and putting them into the interior of the country, and they want to know why the uh, COVID rates are going up so much, and. Uh, their withdrawal from Afghanistan is a complete catastrophe because of the fact that Trump had a May 30th hard deadline to get out of Afghanistan. But since Biden wanted to politicize it for September 11th on the 20th anniversary, the Taliban then had uh, four months to get together. And now we have a complete catastrophe in Afghanistan. Uh it's a disaster. Free speech is being taken away. You're, you know, you get censored on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, it's a, it, I don't even know where to begin. It's a, it's a catastrophe, you know. But, you know, like I said, I'll be wearing my shirt at the World Series every day that says, don't blame me. I didn't vote for him. I got... Uh, or a few, bunch of those those shirts because these people are so stupid. It's amazing how stupid people are. They don't know what's going on in the real world. They only know what the fake news tells them. And then when the whole country goes to shit, uh, then we have to deal with the bullshit. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Brandon Wong, he just loves to come on. He guy is so clueless. I don't know. He's just so fucking clueless. Uh, no, you don't have free speech on this on a private platform. You don't have free speech at all. But uh, whatever. Phil is in the middle. His wife's a fucking leftist, so he has to like pander a little bit to the left. A lot of his friends are on the left, but uh, are you crazy, Phil? Yeah, but um, but he's uh. He'll say he's in the middle. Uh, I'm educating him a lot on politics because he um, he thinks he knows everything. You know, you know how Phil is. So, uh, but I've uh, I've made a, some really, I've got some good prop bets with Phil. I made this great prop bet with him uh, four days ago for ten thousand. Uh, ten thousand. I told him uh, by the 2022 midterms. That's uh, a little, what, a 14 months from now that they'll be still talking about COVID killing everybody. And he says COVID will be gone completely by the 2022 midterms. Now, I wanted to bet him 100000 originally, but he, he said yes, and then he changed his mind. How's he ever going to win that bet? This is COVID is the only thing that the Democrats have to hold on to power. That's it. 
that have not one policy that's any good for the country, not one. I asked Phil, I said, Phil, name one policy that's good for the country. You know what he says? Well, they gave all these people uh, COVID relief money. I said, good for the country? It destroyed the country. I'm like, nobody, all these businesses are going out of business because they can't get enough workers to work because everybody's getting more money in unemployment than they could get while working. So I debunked Phil's only policy that he was able to say that the Dems have good because they don't have anything good. They they run on nothing. And uh, Brandon Wong, you should uh, fucking stop being a sheep and fucking understand that what's going on in the country. So that's about, um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, the Dodgers are tied. They need to win. They win every game. The Dodgers win every game, and they win like eight out of ten games, and they lose ground against San Francisco. San Francisco never loses. How, how is San Francisco so good? I have no idea. No shit. I know COVID's worldwide. It's not just about uh, COVID. COVID's a political winner, not just for the American left, but for the whole entire communist fucking leftist all over the world. So it's they, they want to keep it alive forever. COVID was gone June 1st, in case you guys aren't aware. June 1st, there was no COVID in, in the world. And then lo and behold, we have the Delta variant, which, uh, which is, uh, who knows, man. There was no new variants for a year and a half until COVID was gone. And then uh, now we have two new variants. One that's ravaging the whole world. Uh, I mean, you guys could think whatever you want. I mean, I have my own thought theories on it, you know. You guys will say it's conspiracy theorists, but I mean, COVID was gone. And then a new variant just magically appeared as it was gone. I mean, put two and two together, boys and girls. Two and two is four, not fucking ten. So, uh, you know, that's my uh, that my opinion on it. You know, uh, I, uh, yes, what my view is on Cuomo. I think Cuomo is a, um, I do not think that he sexually assaulted any of those women. I think he was a political pawn and they needed to take him out, uh, so they don't press charges on the nursing home situation that he killed 12 or 15,000 people. So it was for political reasons, and if you read the 26-page report, you will see that there's really no evidence of him groping or doing anything to women. It's just all political bullshit. And I think Cuomo's a piece of shit, so, you know, but I'm going to stick up for him when I know how corrupt our government is, and they're uh, they're going after Cuomo for, for political purposes. And plus, they don't want him running 2024 against Kamala. That was all. So they had to destroy him because he was too powerful. And that is why they destroyed Cuomo. And if anybody wants to debate that with me, you can call in the show today. We can debate that. But I'm going to tell you right now that's what happened. So um, I was watching a little preseason football today. I don't know why. It's like, like they don't even use the first units or whatever, but. Whatever. There was nothing else on TV to watch. So I was watching that. The Olympics. Anybody watch the Olympics? I watched um, 
about fucking 10 minutes of the Olympics. I'll tell you what. The Olympics, I, uh, Brian Hastings made the greatest tweet. He's like, NBC spent $1.1 billion on the Olympics, and they never once advertised to tell you when different events were going to be on TV. It was it was pretty unbelievable. And I agree with them 100%. And so, um, like even the uh, gold medal um, NBA I wanted to watch, they said it was going to be on 1230. So I set my alarm for 1215. My sleep schedule was a little bit fucked up. <laughs> and uh, I got on at... Um, uh, twelve fifteen. It was over. It was it was twelve thirty Eastern time that they uh, they decided. Uh, hey, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you get a, a drink out of my fridge, a, a grape one? It should be one on the second shelf. And um, but um, yeah. So I I missed that. Uh, and here's another thing. Okay, what do you guys think of this? Anybody out there watch the Olympics? And I, and, and I've asked three people this question. And nobody's answered it correctly. I mean, they've all answered it the same as I felt. Have you noticed that the communist fucking NBC didn't show one gold medal um, playing of the national anthem? Not one. Not one. I watched this every single... I watched like... I, I watched like 10 minutes of it, I mean. But I watched like the ending of a few events. Never once. Even when the Americans won the gold medal... They didn't show. They never showed one playing of the national anthem when when one of our people won the gold medal because they hate America. That's why. That was the whole. That's the whole key of the Olympics is to play your country's national anthem when you win. But we have people like the U.S. women's soccer team that take that kneel for the national anthem. So, you know, it is what it is. Um. Yeah, no, I, I might have watched. I might have watched twenty minutes. I might. I might have watched twenty minutes of the. I mean, I, I would try and watch some of it, but let's see. It would be on at like three in the morning. It would. I, I, there was no fucking people in the stands. Like, how do you watch something? There's nobody in the stands. There's no energy. You know, it, it's uh. It's uh, yeah, it's just disgusting. Uh, Gary, would I considering challenging Phil in the heads up duel? I told him the other day, uh, after he won about a week and a half ago. I said, "Why don't you just play me?" I go, "You, you, you ain't lost anybody except for me in the last eight years." And he's like. You only won because you called 322,000 with a flush draw with one pull to come. I was dominating the match. And if I lost, we would have been dead even in chips. It gave me two chances to win. So he's a fucking idiot. You know, he just, he's lucky we made a deal. I gave him an extra 100,000 because fucking, I told him I had a dream. I won the tournament that uh, I was going to win. So I shouldn't even have given him the 100,000, but whatever. So, um. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going on vacation on Monday for a week. I already said that. Um, if you haven't joined my home game yet and you want to join my home game, email mouthpoker 
at yahoo.com. Mouthpoker at yahoo.com received 300 in chips for a $200 initial deposit. Um, we played No Limit Hold'em, 1-2, No Limit and PLO every day. Mouthpoker at yahoo.com. So um, uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there, there was nothing really good about the, the Olympics. Uh, I mean, I mean, the opening and closing ceremony, you didn't have one fan in the stands. I mean, I don't even understand. Uh, I, I do understand. I know what's going on here. The whole world is keeping everybody afraid of COVID so they could keep control and power. And uh, anybody wants to debate me, we're going to take phone calls in a little bit. You guys could call in and you could tell me where I'm wrong because I know I'm not. I know I'm not. I know what's going on in the world. And you turn on the fake news and they want to tell you, well, it's Trump's fault for making a hard deadline of May 30th to get everyone out of Afghanistan. No, Trump said May 30th, not September 11th, Mr. Biden, to give him an extra four months to mobilize. And they completely destroyed Afghanistan in three weeks. But the fake news will always blame it on the right. Anyways, uh, we're going to take some phone calls. Uh, and uh, whoever wants to call in, 702 329 0480. 702 329 0480. We're going to take some phone calls now. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702 329 0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. Call me, ask me some questions, debate me about anything going on. Welcome to the mouthpiece, this is Mike. Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, bud? What's up, Mike? It's Nick from Yuma. How you doing? Hey, Nick. How's it going, my man? Pretty good. Uh, first off, I want to shout out uh, Michael Schultz and just me, the Cat Jones, in the chat. Oh, okay. All right, brother. Look, uh, I've been watching those D-Nag streams, and I don't like how he makes fun of you because you seem to like, you know, too dumb you seem to, to like talk nicely about him, but he isn't doing the same. What's up with that? Uh, I have not watched that. Like, I talk to Daniel every day, uh, at least three days a week, probably. We text. Um I have not watched his streams, but he's been very nice to me. I had no idea. You're the second person that said that. Uh, I think you sure he's not just trolling me and just uh, having fun with, with with my political views, or is he just just calling me, just making me look like an idiot? Well, I think 
I think it's maybe 50-50. Like, it definitely revolves around, he keeps saying that, like, you went to Facebook University and, like, every informa- all the information you get is off Facebook. Well, that's, he says that because cause he is a sheep. Okay, he doesn't want to. He he says, "Well, I'll get my news from the BBC." He tells me, "I said the BBC is like seventy-five percent to the left, maybe 80 I'm like, w- "What does that do?" I go, "Why don't you get? Why don't you go to 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 BBC? Why don't you go to left-wing media and right-wing media, and then fact check it, and then tell me what's correct or not?" You know what I'm saying? You can't just you can't just go to one news source and say this. Is, the greatest news source you know just like people's like the new york times is the gold standard well the gold standard for what i mean they're fucking 98 percent left you know what i'm saying so they're gonna push push stories to, to favor them it's pretty it's pretty sad that we don't have a, a independent press in this country to to uh talk about real news or what's going on so uh you know he gets upset daniel gets upset when i here's the thing is i I love, if, and you and maybe you'll understand what I'm saying is I love people whether you're a Democrat or a fucking Republican. I don't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying. But the left, they despise people on the right. Where the people on the left, we don't despise anybody on the left. We just think they're ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that's. I mean, look, look. I understand. You know, people have different perspectives, opinions. But my thing is like, you, from what I'm seeing, you don't. You don't badmouth him. No. I mean, maybe you say some comments, but like he's right on the line of, you know, really like talking shit. And it's like, well, here's the thing. It seems like here's the thing is I know that he's not doing it maliciously and he gets about, uh, oh, I don't even know how many people watch his fucking streams, 5,000, 10,000. So if he wants to talk about me, you know, you ever heard the old story? Any press is good, good press, right? So, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I did see his podcast yesterday where he talked about uh, uh, that I didn't understand um, uh, game theory. And uh, still talking about that? no, it was, it's, I saw it t- yeah, today. It said uh, uh, that podcast 101, um, Daniel Negrano talks how he can't, how Mike Matteso can't learn game theory, right? And so, <clears throat> I don't really, really need to worry about game theory, you know. I mean, I, I mean, I win and win and win and win and win and win. I mean, what do I need to? Do? Why do I need to? What, what, what do I need to do? Work on something that's gonna? Like, I had a friend over my house, uh, great teacher, great, great teaching poker, uh, Tristan Wade, great guy, and he couldn't, uh, and he was trying to teach me uh, some GTO and stuff, and. It cost, you know, like I, I misplayed some hands because I disagreed with his thought process. He's like, no, you got to raise right here. I'm like, dude, this guy hasn't played a hand. I'm like, you, dude, you can't three bet here. No, you're supposed to three bet. I three bet and the fucking, of course, the guy moves in and I'm just like, see, you fucking idiot. I'm like, there's a lot more to poker than than just fucking gto you know i'm like I'm i mean like, look like uh, poker politics whatever it is like you guys have different opinions clearly you're on the opposite side yeah yeah, but yeah. like i don't know what your relationship with him is i know you've had beef in the past it seems like you guys are cool now yeah we're but good. like 
it, it seems like you're cool, but when I hear him saying some stuff about you, it's like, oh, are you really cool, or are you yeah. just pretending, or what? Yeah, I think, but, listen, he, I think he just likes to make fun of me, because... Uh, just like, listen, look what he did with Phil. Look how he fucking, all the, how he badmouthed Phil before his match with Phil and got destroyed three straight times. So, you know, it's like Daniel's very opinionated and he's stubborn as fuck. So it's not like somebody you can, like, I got people on the left that, that are friends of mine. They'll call me up. We'll debate issues. We'll, we'll fact check them together. And when I'm right, the person will tell me, hey, you were right, Mike, which is, by the way, about 85% of the time. And then there's 15% of the time where I'm wrong, and she she shows me that I'm wrong, and I apologize. You know, but it's the, the this is how I know I'm on the right side, by the way, is every time we fact check something, when I tell her to look up something, right, because she'll have this different opinion on it, and it, like at least 85 out of 100 times, she... She says, you're right, Mike. She goes, and then like the last time we talked, she said to me, she goes, you know, I'm starting to to doubt everything I've thought about politics my whole life because of everything you showed me. Okay, so again, that's somebody that's not a sheep, somebody that's my good friend that knows I'm not crazy, okay, that's willing to listen. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, I joke around with her all the time. I'm like, I'll have you red-pilled in about three more months. Right. And she laughs. Right. But because she's so she's such a leftist, my friend, Ashley. Uh, And um, but, you know, when when you're good friends with somebody and you could debate politics, which we do at least a couple days a week for a couple hours a day. um, We you know, when she starts seeing that, you know, when I expose certain things and I start showing her, you know, this is what they're saying or this is what they say about Tucker Carlson and. I'm like, watch this. I'm like, and and it's always, I'm always able to contradict whatever the narrative is. Like, like Daniel would, will text me, Tucker Carlson's the biggest racist piece of shit ever. And then he'll send me a video that's completely cropped and edited to make Tucker Carlson look like a racist. So I then send him the video of the exact same thing that's unedited and uncropped. Right. And, and his answer was, I'm not going to look at that. I don't watch nothing that's on Fox News. You see what I'm trying to say? So where my friend Ashley, will, will when I show her the truth, she'll say, see it and, and say, wow, you're right, Mike. Daniel's too stubborn, too. And, uh, you know, if Daniel wasn't so stubborn, he wouldn't be such a flaming fucking leftist, you know? And um, um, But w- one thing you just said about uh, the edited shit, and, like, I know this has been a thing, mm-hmm. but it's gotten, like, much better, is those that those deep fakes. The what? You know what I'm talking about? The deep fakes? It's called deep fakes. Like, they can, like, make someone... Oh, I know. Say, it's crazy. Like, so, you know... I know. Um, that's why... So are, that's why you have to yeah. follow the shit religiously, like I do, because... Because if you don't, you know, 95% of the people work 9 to 5 and 90% and they turn on CNN or Fox for like an hour a week. They don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But if you follow the shit religiously, like I do, um, you, you you know what the truth is. And the truth is right in front of everybody's face. They just have to not be so, um, just so stubborn. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, listen, that's it. The, the point of my phone call, though, is 
you know, I, you can have difference of opinions, but like, you know, he's over there. He's saying some, you know, I think you're right. I think he just likes to tease you. Yeah. And I does. think that that's the majority of it. Yeah. But it gets close to crossing the line. So yeah. look, I, I took up enough of your time. Uh, I appreciate I just, it, man. Uh, I, you know what though? Yeah, I, I, I will, have... I will call him today after I'm done with the podcast and I will say, I'll, uh, no, he won't answer. He's playing a tournament. He's in a 10K and a, I think he's still streaming right now. He's, he said he was playing a 10K today and a, and a 1K final day two. I don't know. So, um, yeah. you know, who knows? Um, but, um, yeah. but last, before I get off, I just want to shout out my boys, Eric Adventure and uh, Noah Schmartz. You got it, my man. And thanks for calling. I appreciate right. it. Have a good one. Thanks Later. for your time, Mike. You're welcome. Have a good night. Later. Well, to the mouthpiece is Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, man. Who's this? Uh, this is uh, Brad. How you doing? I'm good, Brad. What are you up to? Hey, hey uh, you know, uh, i just tell you this little story. You know, I went to, I played ball in college. You know, I played basketball in college. I went to University of Colorado. Okay. And uh, we, uh, you know, I knew guys like, you know, I played against Scott Wedman, Boston Celtics. Okay. Uh, uh, John Sturm, New York Mets. I knew I knew a lot of these guys, but uh, anyway, to cut to nail it down here, we uh, we had this political science course, you know, in college, mm-hmm. and this is about like forty some years ago. Yeah, and we're in this uh, we're in this class, you know, and we didn't know what the you know what the hell was going on. So we at the training table, we ate with the football players. So every night, Monday through Thursday, seven to nine, they would have a, a study hall, and they would hire tutors for you know us dummies to get us through court, uh, class. So sure. we had a, this political science course, and this guy tutored us, and uh, he happened to be Gary Hart's speechwriter working on his PhD. You know, Gary Hart, the senator from yeah. Colorado. Yeah. And so he. Uh, you know, we were dumb kids back then. I was, you know, I mean, shit, I was like uh, 18 years old. I didn't know uh, yeah. nothing. And he, this guy knew that. Yeah. And so he kind of tried to bring us up to speed. He thought, you know, he'd, he'd get us through this course, but then he'd get us through what, what's really happening in the world, right. you know, at the same time. Yeah. So anyway, he brought up this, uh, this thing, and I've learned it my whole life. He told me, he said, you know, and it blew me away when I was a kid because I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. He said, he said, look, when I ask you this, you know, what do you think? Does the Constitution follow the flag? Mm-hmm. And it took me off. I, I wouldn't know how to answer that. And I'm not going to ask you because I don't think, I'm not putting you on the spot. But, yeah. you know, naturally I said, oh, yeah, yeah, sure it does. Yeah. It was well, my response. And I don't, I think. But the, you know what the truth. I don't think it, the Constitution doesn't follow the flag. No. Exactly, no. it doesn't, and he and he explained to us why it doesn't. And, what and was the his reason it doesn't is, is that there's two jurisdictions, mm-hmm. so, and he and there's the jurisdiction in the in in District of Columbia and the territories mm-hmm. where the federal government is sovereign, and then there's the Constitutional Republic, and there's two jur two. That's another jurisdiction. There are like three different uh, definitions of United States. Yeah. And there, and then in our code sections, you can find a hundred different definitions of United States because when they write a law, they got to, they got to basically, they define United States to, to, 
to show you the jurisdiction that it's yeah. in. Yeah. And so when you, so when these congressmen and senators go to Congress, they merge the two jurisdictions together, and then they write laws for both jurisdictions, but they don't tell us what laws they're writing it. Writing yeah. Them well, and, and and what they do is they just they they pass laws and like. Just like the new uh, infrastructure bill, twenty seven hundred pages. How, how many people do you think read that twenty seven hundred pages? One, if that. You know what I'm saying? They just pass yeah, it. And, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I and then uh, you know, like if you get if you really talk to anybody about the Constitution and you bring up, hey, what do you think about this business about two jurisdictions? There ain't nobody knows what that 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 our system of government is under two ju- different jurisdictions. Not only is it under two jurisdictions, everything, and and again, I've only been political for about six, five and a half years. Everything that, but I'll, I, I'll put my, my intellect against anybody who wants to call in and debate me anything. So, uh, uh, but I'm not saying I'm like the smartest person because I'm not the type of person that will, I, I, I respect other people's opinions. That's that's the difference between me and people who are leftists. You know, I, I'll listen to your opinion and then I'll, I'll show you where you're wrong, or if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. But um, but the, the the thing is, is everything's politicized. Okay, everything you see on on any cable news network is all shaped for a political agenda. And uh, when the left and I, and I'm, listen, I, I, even when I watch Fox News, I watch them when they p- politicize certain things. And I'm just like, get shut the fuck up, yeah. And I'm like, you're just being a polit, like, like, like the, you know, like, like Obama had a part, his 60th birthday party, and they're like, oh, nobody was wearing masks, rules for thee and not for me. And I'm just like, I mean, how many parties have you gone to in the last six months? Who gives a fuck? So they're politicizing it with Obama, and and and, and, I, and I just think it was wrong, you know. what I'm saying that when the when the people on the left say yeah. they say, well, you know, Obama did this, or or I'm just like, no, he didn't. I'm like, Obama had a birthday party. Leave him the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, I, I guarantee you, uh, half those people on the right, if they were invited to that birthday party, they'd have gone. So, uh, you know. I'm just being honest, you know, so uh, when I see them politicize things, just like, yes, the border is a disaster, but I'm also I also watch how how the right wing media just uses it day after day after day to pound the left. You see what I'm saying? That that's propaganda to me. Okay. yes, it's a disaster. The border. Yes, they need to keep people aware of what's going on. But to talk about it like nonstop, in in other words, I think I think both. Yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah, and what I'm trying to say is, is I am very capable to because I've I've watched and learned all this stuff religiously to separate politics on both sides. You see, what I'm saying I could sit there and turn on a left wing media and know that's all political. I could turn on a right wing media and say that's just propaganda, also. And what the the the, the key is to to see through the propaganda and see what the truth is. And to do that, you have to be open minded and you have to be willing to to not just say like this fucking idiot in chat. Oh, Fox News is all propaganda. No, it's not. Okay, Fox News is twenty five percent propaganda. Okay, and 75% truth, and CNN is 99% propaganda and 1% truth. No, I'm sorry, 98% propaganda, 2% truth, and MSNBC is 99% propaganda and 1%. So, you know, it's just, it is what it is. You just got to be, 
you know, and that's not, again, that's not because I'm on the right. I just, I do my, my homework. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't just sit there and say, oh, so-and-so saying this, let's see if that's true. You know, that, that must be true. And, 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 you know, most people, when they watch CNN or, or Fox, they just take it as the, that this is true. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they say, but you, you got to look up to see what's propaganda and what's not. So, so I'm very aware of what propaganda is. So, yeah, what you were saying about the two different things, it's 100% what I agree with you, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, but not, both sides don't, I mean, I think uh, the the right side, Republican side is a little bit more willing, open to discuss the constitutional well, issues, but yes. the left, the left doesn't want to even hear anything They don't want to hear it. it. They want to, they want to censor dissent and they want to censor anybody with a different opinion and that it's their way or the highway. And that's, that's not what the it's not what our founders had in mind you know it's like we have different forms of government uh, different opinions to help what was put together to help make the country a better you know different points of view to help make the country a better country and every single politician and is, is corrupt i mean not everyone but but at least 10 percent on each side uh in the senate and the house are corrupt so that's uh what 45 people on each side in the house and and uh 10 10 out of 100 on each side in the you know in the senate you know they're just corrupt and all our laws are built around lobbyists that lobby for 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 their companies to get around tax laws and then they stick fucking money in these fucking corrupt politicians pockets and this is what's going on then that's how trump got elected you know that's what people want to know like, how did trump get elected they got elected because people were sick of the bureaucrats and the fucking and 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 the corrupt politicians. You know what I mean? But yeah, Trump's yeah. Just, Trump's just as corrupt as them. You know what I'm saying? Don't you think? I'm yeah, we stupid? me and this guy we got we got involved in this. Uh, we you know we blew the whistle on this. This is years ago when mm-hmm. I was young and crazy, you know, and you know, and I was told later on I could have I could have ended up out in the desert dead. Yeah, but I was too young enough to. Uh, it's too naive to to know any better, you know. I, so we blew the whistle on this company, you know. Yeah. And uh, we got these high powered. There were liberal attorneys from back east. They took on this case, and it was an eight year eight year uh, case settled out of court, which I can't really. Dis- I'm not supposed to discuss the nature of it, yeah. but anyway, uh, we got into. You know, I I knew a little bit about the Constitution. You know, what my attorney told me. Hmm. He said, he said, you bring up, he said, you bring up that goddamn constitution in front of this judge. We'll lose the fucking case. Uh, probably have, it was probably a leftist judge. <laughs> well, that, well, our attorneys were, were a leftist liberal attorneys. Yeah. Um, they, and they knew that, that me and this other guy were basically Republicans. Right. And, uh, but they took on this case because there was a payday at the end of it for them. So they had to tolerate us. And then, but, you know, they basically don't ever bring that constitution up to this judge or in this court or we lose, or we lose the case. Yeah. And he says, that's just the way it is. And I, and from that point on, I shut my mouth up. I shut my mouth up yeah. and he said, either do what I tell you, we're going to lose this case. So I, at, at that point I shut up. Yeah. And, uh, we were successful in that we settled out of court, but, uh, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, you just realize that they didn't teach us the Constitution in school. They don't, they, you know, and, and 
and nobody really understands what their rights are under the Constitution, and, and it's like it's gone, it's gone haywire. Yeah. No. The things, the thing has just I'm, gone crazy. I now. mean, look what they're trying to do with people infringe on people's rights. Uh, for, I mean, all you heard from the left was healthcare is uh, a, a, the 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 government shouldn't get involved with healthcare, but uh, it was my body, my choice. But then uh, when it comes to vaccines, it's like we want vaccine mandates. We want, you know, we want to say what you can put and put in your body. I mean, I'm vaccinated, but I mean. This is now all of a sudden they, they, it's no longer my body, my choice because it doesn't fit their political narrative. So, anyways, I got to get I got some other calls. Okay, all right, call. take care. All right, my man, take care. Later. Hello. What's up? Welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good, man. Who's this is this? Howard. I'm calling you from Los Angeles. What's up, buddy? I'll be there uh, Monday. Are you playing in one of the live streams? I am. I am. I'm playing fantastic. on uh, Ryan Feldman's new Hustler Live. Uh, That's I'll, fantastic. I'll, I'll be playing Tuesday night, um, Wednesday, and I think Friday. Or I might only play Tuesday and Friday. Friday is a 100-100-200 game. It's a really big game. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I want to play that big because I'm in the middle of a pretty fucking big losing streak right now, and I don't feel like losing fifty or 100000 in a game. So um, <clears throat> we'll see uh, what happens uh, if I play that. But I'm definitely t- Tuesday night I'm definitely playing. It's a 5-5-50 a anti-game that plays a little bit bigger than 10-20. It plays close to 20-40. And he's got a couple of really... Um, Good spots, he says in the game. He says, "I sh- if I don't make ten or fifteen thousand something, you need an investigation." I said, "Okay." So I'm gonna. Do, you know, I've, you know. I've been I've been watching a lot of those hustler live streams, and I think the uh, the camera work is fantastic. Oh. I think it's a relatively uh, it's been relatively soft, and I think you're going to do unbelievable. Yeah. So my question to you is, any chance that we can buy a piece of your action? Uh if I play the 50-100-200 game, yes. If not in the other games, okay? So, uh, you know, I don't know how much you want to buy of it, um, but I'm uh, probably selling at least 50% of myself in the 50-100-200 game. So um, uh, I've got people that want to put up all the money, but, you know, me, i got to play for something. So, um, you yeah, know. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, well, we'll see. I'll probably... Are you, uh- are you using one of those websites that uh, that are pretty popular, like Stake.com or one of those others? Uh, no, I do. I, do I, I will. I do that for the World Series, but um, I've got a lot of rich friends that that think I'm I'm pretty good. At, <laughs> that, that think I'm pretty good at poker, and I've made lots and lots and lots of money for. So, uh, yeah, I still have. I, I have people that want to take pieces of me, like Phil always wants to take half of me. Uh, he, I think he's mad that I, I don't give him as, as much pieces anymore because I put so much money in his pocket. But um, <laughs> you know, That's uh, funny. but it's um, it's okay. So I'm going, yeah, I'm going down for vacation, uh, but I am going to be playing uh, on a couple of streams. So it's a vacation, and then yeah. hopefully, I, I uh, my vacation is going to cost me around ten thousand probably. So I'm hoping that I mm-hmm. win at least that much on the on the streams. So. Are you going to be meeting up with any fans? 
Uh, I'll be at the Hustler uh, Casino uh, Tuesday. I think the stream starts at 3 in the afternoon. So um, okay. I'll be there uh, if you want to come up and say hello. Uh, yeah. I'll be there. I got, a, I got a couple. Yeah, I got a couple other questions for you if, sure. if you got a moment. You know, I always considered when you when I'm watching you play live on TV, you're one of the most honest players. You don't, you know, when, when you're talking to other people at the table, you don't tell them something you don't have if you have it, and vice versa. Well, I, I, and I was watching. Yeah. yeah, I was watching one of the uh, the newer high stakes poker that you were on. And I was watching some of your old, old, old vintage high-stakes poker. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of times when you put an opponent in a really tough, tough spot. And instead of letting this guy try to figure it out and hopefully call you because you had the goods, you know, both times, you start telling the guy what you don't have. Uh, well, that well, was, yeah, that was you're talking about this, the seven. You're this. talking about the seven, seven hand. Well, I had I did not think he had a hand that big. Or that's why I was. Okay, okay. If I knew he had the nut flush, there's no way I would have said a fucking word. Yeah, it cost me six grand. You think I don't know that? Yeah. When you you start yakking, they're thinking of folding. You know? I just. You mentioned. you mentioned every hand that I know. you don't have. You're honest about it. And I know. The one hand that you don't mention is the one that you have. Yeah. So I mean, Frank's a smart guy, and um, Frank lost a lot of money the day before. Um, and it, him, like me, we were promised this great lineup, and we ended up mm-hmm. the lineup wasn't very good. So, uh, and Frank's a good friend of mine. Uh, so, oh, okay. so uh, we were. I was talking, you know, but I had no idea he had a hand that big. If I would have thought he had a hand that big, I would never have said anything. So, yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. You were very kind. Yeah. The more you chatted, the more he was ready to throw those cards in. Yeah. And you pushed him to the point where he did. Maybe you should try that when you're when you're bluffing. Just yeah, well, I do. I, I definitely. And, oh, you do. Okay. I, I do. Okay. I do. I, I I do. I mix it up. But yeah, that hand made me look like an idiot. But I had no idea he had a hand that big. So um, I uh, I thought he had a flush draw. I thought he had a flush draw. And uh, uh-huh. when he let out, I thought he made a flush. But I didn't think he had a nut flush. Or I just yeah. didn't. Yeah, so. he, he was fun to watch too. Actually, Frank this is, is this Frank is truly fighting. one of the greatest people you'll meet in poker. He is such a good guy. Yeah. He is honest. He gives does a lot of charity work. Uh, does a lot of bicycling for charity. Um, you know, people always think that Frank they they call him Frank the Tank because they and they always think mm-hmm. he was everybody thought he was an alcoholic because whenever he like plays poker he likes to drink. But he told me you know mm-hmm. he says he goes I he goes I never drink unless I'm playing poker. You know, so, uh, you know, he's a good guy. So, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's one of the top people in poker. He's a good man. Good man. One, one last question I have for you, Mike, then I'll let you go. Um, you're arguably one of the best PLO players in the world. PLO, Definitely yeah, PLO top 8. Five. Definitely PLO 8. Yeah, PLO 8. You've got a lot of fans that would love to play you like in a fantasy heads-up match. Mm-hmm where just the thrill of playing you would be amazing, whether we win or lose. Uh, and obviously come, pl- come play in my home game. I but, play, I play my home game every day. One, two, no limit. One, two PLO. Uh, you yeah, email, email mouth poker. Yeah. I'm just talking about playing you heads up because the, oh. the heads up duel has really kind of taken off where a lot of people find it interesting. And 
Yeah. Um, it would be a, a really good way to connect with some fans and a way uh, for you to uh, build a, the bankroll. You know, that's a really good idea. Like, um, like I, I'm, I'm wondering if like, instead of the heads up duel being like, like top player versus top player, it's use dicks bigger. You know, maybe they should have heads up duel where uh, they televise and they you win entries into playing your favorite poker player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. poker yeah, go kind of like a fan, like a like a fantasy camp, yeah. a fantasy poker game to play you heads up. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can think poker, of a dozen people. Poker go. That's that a love to do that. That's a good idea. Poker go should run a some kind of a thing where uh, uh, one fan uh, uh, out of how how many whatever they you know they they win up they play a poker tournament to to we used to do that with full tilt back in the day uh people would win their way to playing all of us head up or in these uh formats whatever they were and uh i don't know if you remember watching them back in the day but but yeah people would win their thing online to be, have a chance at winning so i, I there's many times it would be like if they if they beat us once, they got fifty grand. If they beat us twice, they got a hundred grand. And if they won all three, they won two hundred fifty thousand. So they would always say to us, "Go out there and save us. Uh, go out there and save us uh, four hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? So you know, so mm-hmm. we would go there and we play as hard as we could. You know, because we try and save the company from having to pay out four hundred thousand. You know, if you lose one and then you beat them the next one or whatever. If you, they only beat you one and they win fifty grand, they they would have, the people around full tilt used to say, "Good job, Mike! You saved us three hundred fifty thousand. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, yeah, I think that it's a right. what you're talking is a good idea, and I think yeah, that, I'm just thinking of I'm just thinking of ways to build your bankroll, pay off any debts you might still have. I yeah. know that players would love amateur players would love to play you just for the thrill of it, whether they lost. You know, a little bit of money, it would be worth it just for the honor to play you. No, I, I, I agree. I think it's something that uh, I should talk to the guys and we we could work on. So, anyways, I appreciate the call. Well, hang, hang in there, Mike. Have a wonderful show. Thank you, my man. Stay healthy. And uh, you take care. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good night. Yo, welcome to the mouthpiece, is Mike. Hey, Mike. I I just wanted to talk to you about my concerns about the uh, the WSOP uh, being stunted by the virus. Yeah. Okay. What's your uh, thought process on it? I mean, I don't. I don't know. Have you Have you seen the new rule that came out that uh, that now basically people can people can just complain that they think you're exhibiting symptoms and apparently they can just like revoke your entry yeah, and they, pay you back. They, they, that was over. They, they came out with a rule clarifying, uh, uh, that yesterday. Um, and so that's been, uh, disregarded and the new rule came out saying that, um, you, they're, they're not going to, to remove you. They think you have COVID. So they can't really police that. So, um, okay. that's, yeah. That's good news to me because I, honestly, I don't even really know if I fully believe in the virus. I mean, yeah. I, I've I've never gotten it. No one, no one well, in my family has gotten it. Vi- I'm gonna tell you right now. Like, <clears throat> I'll answer that to you. The virus is real. It's just not real deadly. Okay. Um, 
It's uh, fear-mongering for political gain all over the fucking world, okay? Exactly. Uh, COVID is a very powerful tool for to give these the left-wing governments control. And once you have control over people's lives, their health care, and what they can say, where they could go, uh, you have communism throughout the whole world. The only way communism and socialism works is if everybody's on board. And I do believe COVID was released on purpose to try and make the world a communist place. And I think if, if we don't fight back against these draconian lockdowns and against the lo- our freedoms that are being taken away, we are going to lose the country. And that's the, that's Ab- the truth. Ab- that's true. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. but I've had COVID and it's not fun. Okay. And I'm fully vaccinated and got COVID. Okay. Um, it was, uh, it was the third most miserable thing I've ever had in my life. And my symptoms weren't that bad because I was fully vaccinated. Um, the, the, and this is why I, and I'm going to tell you this cause I'm pro vaccine and the ER doctor told me, and he's on our side politically, by the way. Okay. He said, Mike, <clears throat> he said, he goes, what the, the news media has done to politicize COVID is the biggest disgrace in the history of the world. He said, he said, if I had a, if it was up to me, I would move out of this country and work somewhere else. That's how disgusted he is by it. With that said, he said, Mike, I've never hospitalized or had one patient die from COVID who was vaccinated. And wow. the people that come in that aren't vac- vaccinated, that are unvaxxed, he said he he said a week before I was in, in that he had a guy come in that had had uh, tumors uh, uh, all over his body from uh, uh, p- pockets of um, of uh, pneumonia, and he said he, he sent him to the to the main hospital right away and. He doesn't even know. He says he don't think he made it. He said it was the most frightening thing he'd ever seen. And he told me like three different horror stories about people that weren't vaxxed that came in and said, God, I wish I would have been vaxxed. So I'm going to let you know right now. COVID's real. Okay. It's just, you know, it's like, it's just not real deadly. You know, it's like, you know, just remember they're doing all these crazy fucking rules for a virus that 99.5% of the world survives you know right and and yeah and i mean one one thing that really stuck out to me that you said is is the you know this being the strategy of the uh of the left wing and i mean i just i really think you know if if this whole covid storyline wouldn't have come out uh you know trump would still be president of course he would still be president what do you think china released the virus on purpose bro they did it on purpose to get Trump out of office. They kill five million people worldwide, and they get economic dominance, and they they get Trump out of office, who was going to cost their comp- their country eight trillion on the in the trade deal he was negotiating. Yeah, I mean, of course that's what happened. You know, that, yeah, I mean, it's it's just disgusting, and I mean, and I mean, this isn't even going into you know the un- the unfairness of the vote. I, I mean, I don't I don't think the I don't think the vote was well real. because because they were so sure they were going to win that. By 10.30 p.m. West Coast time, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time, they closed down the vote counts in the four major swing states at the same time. And to an hour and a half later, Biden was president, okay? Right. Because they had to put more mail-in ballots through the fucking scanner so they could win. That, it, Trump won every 
every uh, bellwether county in the country. He won like 90 percent. He won. If you look at the data, it's impossible Biden won the election. OK, and, and absolutely. And I, listen, I'm just like, look, Mike Lindell. I mean, say what you want about him. It, it, like like people watch my show. If they really think the election wasn't stolen, Mike Lindell is offering five million dollars to anybody that could prove to him that the of the data of the election that it wasn't stolen. OK, and because the data, if you look at all the data, it spikes, it goes straight up for Biden for that from 1030 from 1.30 to 2.30 Eastern time. And then it just flattens out the rest of the time. That's just impossible. You understand that? I was, it's completely I, yeah, impossible. Impo- I mean, I was, I, was, I was watching the TV, you know, throughout the entire, you know, throughout the entire election. I was watching the TV. And I, I mean, in my head, I'm thinking Trump is a lock. I mean, I'm, yeah. watch, I'm watching the map. I'm looking at where the votes are going. And, it's, you know, Trump is a lock. And then all of a sudden. Dude, he'd you know, have like 150,000 vote lead in Wisconsin with 97% of the vote in. I mean, same with fucking, same with uh, uh, Pennsylvania, same with fucking uh, uh, Michigan. I mean, this was a flat out, this was the biggest thievery in history. But, you know, if I say that on here, now we're going to get demonetized. So this this podcast won't make any money. But Um, no, but but I mean, you know, it's like you said, I mean, we got to fight back. I mean, we can't just allow them to just run over us forever. No. And and just like they January 6th, insurrection, insurrection. Not one only person killed January 6th was Ashley Babbitt. There was nobody. And nobody else was killed. The fake news ran with uh, Officer Switnik's body is laying in state because he's some hero. Right. Where he ended, it ended up. He died of natural causes. You know, not. The, but the fake news went with he was bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher. That's all you heard every day. It was just all lies. Everything they say is a lie. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't insurrection. You know what insurrection is? When they when they they burned down the courthouse in in the police the police station in Portland, or they burned down the oh, fucking, or they take over, or they take over uh, Chaz in Seattle, and they 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 don't allow police in, and three people die because they were killed inside the Chaz. That's insurrection, motherfuckers. Don't get me started. Come on, man. We, we, there's 400 political prisoners sitting in a fucking D.C. jail right now for trespassing. For trespassing. And, they, and they don't, they're not even allowed a legal defense because they're not charged with anything. Not one person is charged with insurrection. You know that. Not one. So Yeah, I mean, how, how could they be? Because <laughs> it wasn't insurrection. There was no insurrection about it. It was just a fucking joke and the fake news... You know, the fake news. Here's the thing is they knew for weeks, for months that there was two million people going to fucking D.C. They had the the hotels were booked. They knew how many people were flying in. Trump called the National Guard. He knew they needed help. The National Guard was never deployed because fucking Pelosi never deployed it because they wanted this to happen. They wanted this to happen. Everybody knew. My friend Ashley, who's on the left, she fucking told me, I hope this country doesn't burn tomorrow. I hope we don't have civil war tomorrow. I said, I hope the same. I hope the same. I hope the same. Because everybody knew what was happening. But nothing was done. The fucking National Guard that was called in by Trump was never deployed. They asked five times for help. The police never deployed. They won't answer it because they were in on it. The fucking Democrats wanted this to happen. Right. It was, it was a consp- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if every single maybe not every single one of the people in the crowd. But I mean, there had to be a number of plants there. Oh, there were there was a lot of plants there. There was probably there was probably 
I'd say 10 Trump supporters, 10, 20, 25 tops that might have been causing ruckus. You know what I'm saying? Out of 2 million yeah. people. You know, but what did they do? What did the fake news do? They lumped they lumped seventy five million people in the white supremacist racist. Okay, because that's the narrative that sells. They just what they do is they throw things against the wall and they look for something that sticks. And white supremacist is a thing that sticks. That's that's it. That's what. It, listen, I I know my friend Dustin Stockton that ran the. Uh, the uh, Women for Trump rally, the the Save America rally, um, and and her, her, him and his his girlfriend um, Jennifer Lawrence. She was, um, you know, they were defamed. They were called white supremacists. They were they were threatened with jail. I mean, they were taken off Twitter. I mean, they're back on Twitter now. But I'm just saying, anybody that pol- disagrees with the left politically, they will they the the, the they will destroy you. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, this th- this is not a free country anymore. This is we are on the verge of, of socialism and communism. And the what's going on on the border is a complete catastrophe. I mean, in six months time, it took I figured Biden would destroy the country in about a year and a half, maybe two years. It took him six months. It took him six months. Right. Right. I mean, and I mean, this is this is kind of a, a small issue in the grand scheme of things. But I mean, people just don't, people just don't want to work anymore. Well, why would you work when they, you they give you unemployment? Yeah. They give you. Listen, my friend, yeah, just, my friend, Mike, who plays in my home game every day, he owns Ace Hardware. He has to close two days a week. It costs him 15000 a day. He loses twice a week because he can't. He doesn't have enough employees to work. Why would they work when they could get unemployment for the government for twice as much money? Why, why would they work? But this is this is yeah, what I mean, this is what socialism is. Is you when you're dependent on the that's how you get votes. You you're dependent on the government to survive. Okay, they're spending trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars to put in people's pockets, and they don't care about the middle class going bankrupt. They because because where where the most voters come from? They come from low income voters, right? What do you think? What do you think? Seventy what? Eighty. 80 something percent African-Americans vote Democrat because they, they don't want equality. They want the welfare. You can't have welfare and equality at the same time. You can't. You want equality. You want better, you know, better education to get equality. You can't have welfare. You, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't have government handouts and then say you want equality. That's all. Right. I mean, who, who was it that said, you know, in, in order to uh, something to the effect of uh, in order to make people better their situation, you have to make them uncomfortable. Exactly. And yeah. No, nobody wants no, nobody wants to work. You're right. It's uh you know, it's it's not just uh uh you know, it's just the way it is, man. Mike, this, this is, now this is a little bit of a change of pace, but I wanted to ask your opinion on something that uh very that I'm very passionate about and I and I really think the left is trying to hold the facts on this. Uh what what's your opinion on alien and and all of the I mean, uh, you know, the, I, 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 here's the thing. Yeah. Aliens exist. OK, now, since for the last 20 years of my life, since I was about 30, I've always believed that all these UFOs that are being sighted. And I know this is really out there and you could think I'm crazy, but I believe the alien world comes from the deep sea. I really believe that there are aliens on deep down in the water, in, in our oceans. And that's why you see these, I don't know if you saw that, that craft 
that that last alien sighting where the where the the ship disappears into the ocean. I don't know if yeah. you saw that. Yeah, right. I did. And and all almost all the the sightings are by supersonic, like crazy, and they're all in the overlook over the water by our navy ships. See what I'm trying to say? So for sure. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, I believe somewhere 15 miles below. I mean, you know, I mean, they're 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 finding new species like every day. So you know, how much. I mean, there's going to be a time where we're going to be able to go 20 miles deep to the bottom of the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Like even where the right. Titanic is 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 that's only that's only like 11 miles deep. I mean, there's parts of the ocean that are 30, 40 miles deep. You know what I mean? But but you got to but you got to believe also, and I I don't think you sound crazy at all. I I agree with you. Uh, you you got to believe that the government knows more than what they're than what they're telling us. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. You know. But listen, there's 80 million fucking stars in the air. They all have galaxies around them. I mean, there's so many. I mean, there's so many different uh, galaxies with different. Uh, to think that we're the only people on only living in the world in the entire universe you're just naive and stupid you know so that's just my opinion you know uh, you know i mean i have crazy thoughts you know i think you know at, at nighttime like if you're in the dark you'll you could see thousands of shooting stars go by right I right mean, i'm a believer that when you die on this earth that your soul goes to go somewhere else and every time you see a shooting star is when somebody else, somebody's dying and they're being their soul is transferring to a different part of the universe. That's just my crazy thoughts. That doesn't mean it's true. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's uh, I, I have lots of beliefs, you know, but I believe in God. I do believe God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, but I also believe God created the entire heavens and the earth. In other words, there's just more that that we don't know of. You know what I mean? So that's my opinion. I, I don't, you know, like I said, I, I talk crazy a lot of times. Uh, but, the, you know, I just ha- I have a, I have a pretty strong beliefs. I believe in God. I believe in, the, uh, you know, I believe in um, I think that's one of the biggest problems in the in the world is, is people lost faith in God. They, you know, the left is trying to, to take God out of everybody's life. And this well, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you, if, I mean, if you're a parent now, you you know, and and you want to teach your kids about God, I mean, you, you yeah. can't you, you can't have them uh, learning about that in school, and you can't uh, you can't keep your kids away from beliefs that uh, that you know that are unwholesome that that you don't want them to be taught. Yeah, yeah, and so um, you know, it's uh, listen. There's a reason why our money says in God we trust on it. Okay, we are a Judeo-Christian country. Okay, and the left is trying to import lots of different people from all over the world that doesn't have our values. I mean, part of the Constitution says you must know English to live in this country. Okay, but that, but the left is they just let every illegal in. They don't care if they speak English. They let people in that you don't need to speak because they don't they don't follow our laws. I mean, we have laws for a reason, but they don't want to follow them and. uh Listen, I I, I I debate any fucking person that comes on this show that calls in that wants to debate me on any fucking political issue they can. And uh, and I'll put them in their fucking place. And I'm not even the smartest guy in the world. 
You know what I'm saying? But I, I follow it well. And, uh, you know, I, I guarantee you I'm, I'm more educated on what's going on in the world than I would say 98% of the world. Because when I, when I get involved with something, I, I work hard at it. You know, even my whole poker career, I've always, well, I, I, put in, I put in the work. I work hard. You got to work hard in life. You know, the left wants to tell you uh, you're marginalized, you're, you're oppressed. No, you work hard in life, you make money. You fucking are lazy yeah, you fuck, you don't make money. That's it. You know, and that's the same thing with learning what's going on in the world. It's real easy for like a Daniel Negreanu to say, say, oh, Mike Watson looks, gets his news off Facebook. Mike gets his news off this or that because he's a fucking sheep and he doesn't study the issues. If he literally studied and looked into every if he if he if we had discourse where I said, Daniel, this is my opinion on this and I could show you how I'm right. And he said, OK, Mike, let's look this up together like my friend who's on the left does. Then 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 there'd be hope for him. OK, just like there's hope for her. And because I, I've literally showed her about 85 percent that I'm right about. And like I said, two weeks ago, she said to me, she's like, Mike. You keep showing me these things and you end up being right. And I'm starting to doubt everything I thought about the world for the last 30 years, you know? And I'm like, I'm not, I, I don't want to change your political view. I just want you to understand what's going on. And, uh, you know, so, and she's been a, a leftist her whole life. And, you know, and she, but she, she knows the media is corrupt. And uh, so, so we, we debate issues and we, we look them up together and if, if we feel like something's politicized, we call it out. And uh, she's got, you know, there's been about 15, 20 percent of the time where I'm wrong. And I'm like, you know, I'm glad you showed that to me. You know what I'm saying? Because, but, you, but you have to have discourse. You have to be able to debate issues. Uh, the left is shutting down. Right. And the, They're shutting yeah, it yeah, down. The, the They're shutting it down on Facebook. They're shutting it down on Twitter. They're shutting it down on fucking all, all social media because – because social media got so big now, now the Democrat Party controls all that too. Because that's how Trump won his, the election in 2016. But people are are smartening up, okay? People are smartening up. They know what's going on. And as much of a moron as Trump was as a president, because he was a fucking idiot. I don't give a fuck if he's if I'm on the right or not. He's a fucking moron. Um, he exposed the fake news media for what they were, okay? And his the greatest accomplishment of his presidency was exposing are fucking lying, corrupt media for what they are. That's it. I mean, that's his greatest accomplishment. It's not even close. Anyways. I, I, I agreed 100%. Mike, just just one last question for you. Do, do you think that there's any hope for this country going forward? Um, I tell you one thing, and this is not a political statement. If we don't win back the House and Senate in 2022, there's no hope for this country. Because they will, if they if they have if they have control of the government, if they if we don't if we don't have at least that one of at least one of the three. Well, I mean, if, if we don't get two of the three, I, I mean, they, if they could start passing these fucking laws. See, they're trying to pass. You know, that's the whole thing when, when Major League Baseball bailed out of the All Star Game because fucking the the Democrats are pushing this. Oh, the Republicans are pushing an unfair election laws. No, we want voter ID. And if you want a mail-in ballot, you need to confirm with voter ID, okay? They don't want voter ID, but, but they want vaccine passports. You see what I'm saying? They want vaccine passports, but you don't, they don't want you to—they want you to, to proof of who you are, that you were vaccinated, 
but they don't want proof of who you are to vote. If that's not enough to tell you what the right side is politically, you don't need to go any further. You don't. Okay, yeah. that's the bottom line. So they pass this bullshit because because all we want is 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 voter ID. Why is the left so against voter ID? They like, well, people that can't afford IDs. I'm like, who doesn't have a fucking ID? Right. Not. I'll right. tell you what. I, give me give me one person to call into this show that tells me that they don't own an ID. have never had an ID. <laughs> And I'll give them a fucking, and if they can prove that to me, I'll, I'll pay you. You get a thousand bucks, okay? Please, man. It's such a fucking lie. It's just a fucking lie. You know, just like fucking climate change. Yeah, it's real, okay? But it's also pol- politicized, right? And the, the earth has changed climates a zillion times. We've had like 20 ice ages, 20 heat fucking waves that fucking destroyed the Come on, man. I mean, this is how they're like, well, this was the hottest month recorded. Well, how do you know? We've only been recording for like 120 years, you know, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. it's so it's so stupid, man. So whatever. I know what's going on in the world. I'm, a, I, I'm very educated. Sounds like you are, too. So thanks, Mike. All thanks. right, man. Thanks was, for calling in. I appreciate it. Have a good one. It was great talking to you. You got All it, right, man. Later. I was hoping we didn't get too into politics, but politics is always fun because uh, you, know, you can expose people for who they are. Hello. Welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. Shalom, Alechem. What's up, brother? Shalom, Alechem. Uh, nothing much. How are you doing? Not much, man. A gypsy Frank. What you been up to, bro? Oh, just talking some politics, talking poker. Yeah. You know, uh... Was supposed to have, uh, was supposed to have, uh, um, we're supposed to have, uh, Scotty on today. Scotty's like, yeah, I'll be on tomorrow. It was supposed to be yesterday. And he's like, I'm in so much pain, baby. He goes, I'll come tomorrow. And then he doesn't answer his phone today. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I love Scotty, but it kind of really bothers me when you commit to something and then you don't do it. You know, I told him straight out, yeah. you know, if you can't make it, let me know, but if you can't, you know, if not, I'll schedule somebody else, and then, so I end up, hold on a second, I gotta, hold on one second, hey Hi, mom, I gotta call you back, okay, I'm doing a podcast, alright, bye, yeah, so, the mother, my mom just called, so, um, yeah, so, um, you gotta get back to the content, man, what's that, you gotta get back on with content, uh, yeah, you like once every month and a half now. Yeah, no, I, it's no having a podcast every three weeks is not good. We want to start having it every week. Um, we've been talking about this, and um, you know, um, we're going to have a podcast once a week uh, from the World Series of Poker. Uh, we're going to um, uh, we're going to be documenting everything on the YouTube channel. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to have my cameras, my scooter. Uh, everything going on at the World Series, everybody will be up to date on. And uh, I also, uh, they're filming a documentary uh, uh, on my life uh, for... Uh, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, and so um, they'll be filming during the whole World Series. Uh, uh, so I'm just waiting, we're just waiting to get a clearance for them to be able to film. Uh, but, uh, so that's going, we're doing that at the World Series this year, so there's a lot of good things on the horizon. Yeah, it'll be, um, yeah. What's the beeping? 
my bad. It was my, uh, I'm in my truck. Give me a second. No, no problem. So, uh, what do you call it? I'm in Georgia and North Carolina and Cherokee. They got the WSOP circuit running or whatever. And, uh, got the, I mean, there's a lot of prelims, like $400 prelims and whatnot. I was going to play like the Monster Sack and Six Max. Yeah. Because those have the most value and the main event, obviously. But, um, what do you call it? This is my issue, man, with playing, like, you know, when blinds are 25 and 50, and, you know, you're starting with 25 and 30K or whatever. I, I just... Dude, you know, who shows up I'll at that time? I don't show up for four hours. I don't show up till at least 100, 200 blinds. I mean, come on. I like to be in when antis are implicated. You know what I mean? When I mean, in, I like... I use it. What? Here's the thing. If... This is, and you're you're probably not old enough to know this, but until they went to these deep structures back in about 2007, okay, 2008. I mean, it was like if it was a thousand dollar buying tournament, they got a thousand in chips. You ten thousand buying, you got ten thousand in chips, and there was no late reg. You showed up on time. If you weren't there on time or in line by the time it started, you you don't get in the tournament. And so everybody was. I wish for- they would do that. Honestly. Well, me too, because everybody was forced to play those twenty-five, fifty levels or twenty-five, twenty-five levels with no annies. And some of these players, they just get too bored and they start playing too many hands when there's no any in there, and yes, they dust off their exactly, stacks. Man. I can't tell you how many times back in the old days in a fifteen hundred dollar buy-in with fifteen hundred in chips, right? Guy loses three hundred fifty dollars in chips. And he's only got like eleven fifty in front of him, and he just blasts the eleven fifty in. Yeah, because he's fuck. They, they, they panic. Okay, when you give people lots of chips, they feel comfortable. Okay, that's why. This is why Phil Helmuth is dominating the format in these head up challenges because he understands. Okay, thirty big blinds or less tournament poker. He's the best thirty big blind or less tournament poker player in the world. Okay, so he'll. They, so Daniel or whoever plays them, they could dominate them. I mean, for if they want, like sometimes. I mean, I'm not saying they even do that, but even if they dominate them, like for a couple hours, if Phil's in there and he's out chipped 65, 35, and the blinds are up to where there's everybody's sitting with like 50 big blinds or less, Phil, Phil has the upper hand, you know, because now they could put people to the test. And when it's all said and done, this is why it's so stupid. All these deep buy-ins. I mean, when you're deep in every tournament, the, the chip leader has 50 big blinds. So I don't just... Yeah, true story. You know, so That's so a... what's all the play about? All the play, all that deep stack does is give an idiot chance to call a double raise with 7-9 suited against your aces and bust them. You know, if, it, if, if it's chip for chip, you know, you, get, you, you can't be fucking... You can't be in there seeing... You know what I'm trying to say? You got, you could put, you, when you can put people to the test for their whole tournament... All the time, but you can't do that. Three hundred fifty big blinds deep. Why? Who, why would you ever put three hundred fifty big blinds in? You know what I mean? I mean, in, in in my mind, obviously, the more big blinds, the better players supposed to win. I mean, when you got twenty five, thirty, forty big blinds, it's easier to get it in there and flips and whatnot. You know, if you open with nines and do three bet jams you're supposed to call in that spot depending yeah. on player you know it's player but see that's where reading but... that's where reading ability comes in you know what i'm saying and they've take, taken the reading ability out of poker they're trying to tell you gto 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 it's all about the math no it's not it's all about the math on online 
because you can't see the person. It's all about reading the person. Well, I, have, I, have on, I have an online background. That's, you know, I started oh, up okay, there you go. when yeah, I was 13 yeah, yeah. and 14, obviously, yeah. and shit. And, you know, I, I put an account in my mother's name and mm-hmm. started playing fit and goes and, you know, $2 yeah. tournaments, dollar tournaments yeah. and moved up to, no. you know, moved up to stakes and everything. No, but, I agree uh, with you. Online is, but, uh, if you don't know GTO and you're playing online, you, you can't win. Okay, so I mean, that, I mainly play tournaments at that too, and it, you know it's different. A lot of it's exploitive, and yeah. um, do do I try to follow? Obviously, sound math. I think we all should, but uh, I think exploitive is the way to go. Especially, it all depends on the game you're playing in. Man, if you're playing fucking two five in a casino GTO, you're gonna go busted. I promise you. Go, I, you're and you're my, drawing and, dead. Drawing dead. And, there's and, no and, way that you're gonna make a living. No, no. And here's the thing. Okay. When Phil sits there and says, I fold ace-jack suited, okay, for one raise. One and, bet. I mean, one I, bet. And he goes, he goes, and then I put 44 big blinds in against Antonio with ace-10. How do you not see what I see? And I agree I with him. I think a lot of that's coincidental. It's um, not, like, bro. I don't think it's, it's not. It's not because I play the same fucking way, okay? It, you could, it's like he said – he, if you look, look, they asked him, uh, Poker News asked him why he played the ace jack hand against Daniel the way he did. He said, well, he made it 2,800 with King 10 offsuit, and I called him down. I called him, so I knew the next time he made it 2,800, he was going to have a real hand because I know how Daniel thinks. And you know what? It was a perfect explanation, right? He knew... When, when he saw the la- the first time he made it 2,800, that he had dog shit, King 10 off, that the next so time Daniel... balance that out. I yes. Mean, uh, and the, but see, the thing is, 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 is we are humans. We're not computers. We're not GTO computers, okay? So the human thought process is always going to be, oh, wow, Phil called me down when I made a 2,800 King 10 offsuit. Next time I'll make it 2,800, I'll have the goods. Okay, that's, that's just how a human... all sample size to put that much emphasis on, in my opinion, though. But, I mean, but it's not. Uh, it's not. Because fucking Phil has done it over and over and over and over and over and over and over on live TV. Okay? And and, and, and if you don't think the guy's won what he's won... I mean, the guy keeps winning. The guy's never done a sim in his life. I have a lot of respect life. for him. I, I said it, you know, two, you know, a year ago on podcast. I, have I think lost one of the best players one. in the world, 10 big blinds are under because he'll raise fold with four or five big blinds, which I yeah. think is... Horrible, but he plays the best uh, against bad players, in my opinion. I mean, well, obviously, I agree you know, with you. I agree with you. But let, let's and I'm gonna I'll, and, and 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 I'll just say it like it is. W- where do you make money playing poker? You don't make money fucking a dick fucking contest. You don't sit there and play the aria high rollers to see whose dick is fucking bigger because that money is just going to go round and round and round, and you're going to watch a Bonomo win every tournament one year and hasn't won one since. Okay, and yeah, and, and he's a great player. You know, but it's just what's Absolutely. gonna happen. Right now it's it's Eli Esmerak that's winning them all. Okay? And and it's just gonna go right this is what's gonna happen because everybody even the best yeah, players seen Coleman lately. Yeah, even the best players are only like fucking five percent to ten percent better than the than the than let's just say me. Let's just say the, the players that are better than me are only like temper you know how long how many years it would take for that to break even? So the bottom line is I think whoever... experience has a lot to do with it also, man. Seeing thousands and tens of thousands of hands and just 
being in a spot so many times and knowing that, you know, like when you talk about reading ability and shit like that, mm-hmm. you know, some might be, you know, uh, intuitive or whatnot, but like, I think, um, just being in this spot a thousand times and seeing this bet and knowing, well, he's most likely got it. Here. When I, when it's I play the, tournament uh, poker, okay. And this is just my strategy. Okay. I play super nitty tight. I play nitty nitty tight. And when the blinds go up, I use my image to steal blinds and annies and three bet. And they're like, oh, Mike has to have it. He's a nit, okay? And that's what Phil does, okay? And I'm like, listen, our thought process is why play flips? Why get it all in and gamble when you could always get it in three, four to one favorite? And so, I I mean, again, I don't want to speak for Phil, but we've talked thousands of hours about poker. And, you know, my thought process. I hear you. Our, our I, thought I watched, process uh, I is. Your streams online. Yeah, our thought process is steal blinds and annies, steal blinds and annies, steal blinds and annies. Use your image, use your image, and then and then trap people. And if you notice, even the even the top players now are they're not three betting aces. They're 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 limping. They're just they're they're flatting. They're trapping. So when Phil talked about trapping five. Six, seven years ago, they all thought the game had passed Phil by. But now they're all playing the same way that Phil's been playing forever. So, you know, again, right. yeah, again, history, I, repeats itself. history repeats itself. I knew those four and five betters of 2011, 2012 could never win. Because the only time we ever four bet or three, like whenever, whenever we do a three bet or a four bet, we see weakness, okay? Just like Phil did with the three eight of clubs versus Daniel's deuce deuce hand, okay? Why can Phil fold for 2,800 ace jack, but he five bets him with three eight of clubs? Because he sees something. I, and again, I can't teach you that because I have that talent. I see things. I see everything. Like I, when something doesn't look right, I attack it, and I'm always right. And, and I have great instincts. And you can't teach that. I call that talent. You can't teach talent. Would I be a lot better if I learned GTO and studied it? Yeah, I'd be a lot better. But the truth of the matter is, is as good as Daniel has got studying GTO, he's gone away from his bread and butter of reading ability. Okay? And he's cool. making everything about GTO. And Daniel's one of the top five card readers I ever played with. Let me share this thought. When you you know, I think why uh, that hyper aggressive style got popularized, you know, after you know, two thousand seven, eight, six. Yeah. Uh, because I started the, playing in 03. Because you had to so. do that online to survive in tournaments. That's pro- that's why. Really. Well, it, not so much, but I mean, it was exploitive because I remember reading a TJ Cloutier book when I was mm-hmm. thirteen, and he said talking about three and four betting if someone puts the fourth bets in and you got kings or queens you should probably fold because he's got aces you could go back i forget what book it was but it says that no and and, uh, and, and but it's the truth if there was ever a four bet back in the time in in the old time they had a limit being played back then too they had aces okay and so i mean even there there's very few people four betting light nowadays okay because you just—it's just too tough to because but, they're not as effective anymore. Yes, people understand people that people understand. are going to have to balance their yes. their three and four betting ranges out, yes. and they're not always going to have it. That's yes. why people will call late. Yes, and so people have made the adjustments, and the games come full circle, just like Phil said it was going to do. And again, I'm not trying to be on Phil's coat wagons because I think Phil does 
when he when he's playing online cash game, I think he's a complete fish, and we and he gets mad at me when I tell him this. You know what I'm saying? I think even when he plays, I live, think me, you, or Phil. I mean, ninety uh, percent of people are going to be fishing online cash games. Yeah. to be honest with you. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, is online cash. The the thing is, is you know, you raise, you three bet, you miss the flop, the texture comes bad. You check, they check, you check, you just give it up and you go to the next hand. You know what I'm saying? And that's I mean, you're going of, off your intuition and, you know, your, your reading ability, but, you know, they got poker. Tra- I mean, I don't know what apps are out there now. Yeah. I don't play online anymore, but, I mean, I could just, I remember playing online tournaments. I look at your VPID and right. think, all right, well, I'm jamming your fucking big blind because you you're, you folded X amount of times. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You're yes. folded three bet range. Shit yeah. like that. And, and I didn't know any of that so even existed until about six years ago, by the way. You know what I'm saying? So here, no wonder why I was always losing online. I, I was playing against people that were playing with software that told me what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? And I used well, to always, I, the funny I, uh, part was, is I used to always feel like they knew what I was doing because I was like, how do they fucking know when I have a hand or not? Well, you know, I found out that there's software that tells you that <laughs> based on what you're. Yeah, especially I mean, Russ Hamilton. Yeah. That guy beat me out a lot. He fucked me up. Yeah, that's a shame. I watched a documentary about that recently. Yeah. But, like, uh, as far as uh, sit and goes, heads up, sit and goes, that's where I have the most experience at. I was take playing heads up, sit and goes. There was a. I love playing the head up. The, I play the head up turbos all the time. They're, those are. I mean, they're then just. They, uh, they had the hyper turbos and everything. I play those too. Um, that was all about your, your ranges. So Dude, uh, there was this uh, site called Shark Scope. So what I would do, I mean, it's considered bum hunting, it's second seating whoever's registered for it type their name in and it'll show you their roi yeah and you know if the guy has a 30 percent roi you shouldn't be sitting them if uh, you know if the guy's minus then you're favored to beat him so you'd sit there and sick at second seat bums and you'd make a decent living at it yeah and it was pretty straightforward and easy if you know how to play heads up but back then man i would just fucking min raise every button um a lot of books said um who is it dan harrington never fold your button and heads up play yeah but now that's not really a thing anymore. No, uh, and, and 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 you listen. You you got to fold at least thirty percent of the buttons now, and you got to limp buttons. You got to you got to balance. You got to balance. You got to limp big. Okay, see that was another reason why Daniel struggled with fucking Phil is he knows that Phil limps big on the button all the time, so Daniel couldn't exploit his button limps. But then Phil would limp yeah. weak, and then Phil would take pots. So there, there. Phil has always said. For years, head up poker is about limping the button, right? And and people used to call him an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But the truth of the matter is, you balance. Do you think Phil Helmuth could ever lost one point two million of Doug Polk playing fucking head up poker? Impossible. I, like if they if they played twenty times, Doug might win four hundred thousand tops. Like like whatever. Like there's, I don't even think that much. Maybe two hundred thousand. Phil, Phil's just gonna limp the, every fucking button, and he's gonna just just lose small amounts, small amounts, small amounts, and then he's just gonna put right, it in when he right, has. He's gonna, he's gonna put it in when he has it, and then Doug, Doug's gonna see that he's putting it in when he has it, and then Phil's gonna adjust because he's gonna be overfolding Doug, and then Phil will start robbing him, and that's how you play poker. It's not you can't just as long fucking, as he's adjusting accordingly in yeah. those spots. Then exactly, I, I get what you mean. Right. He's not going to be putting as much at risk because he's not going to be putting in three and four and five bets. Right, and Daniel, and, and one thing that Doug was right about, Daniel kept three betting the small pairs out of position. 
I mean, you that you Daniel can't. was trying to play a strategy that Doug has perfected. Correct. He was trying to fight fire with fire. You, dude, you you can't do that. I mean, the guy the guys perfected that strategy. So yeah, Doug is going to say Daniel played good the last half of the match. Okay, but good to Doug's standard. All fucking Daniel needed to do is start limping buttons and. <laughs> I mean, me and Phil have yeah, lots of talk. Yeah, if he would have played more exploitive, I think he would have had a better shot. Yeah, and Doug sure. never folded. Doug never folded. So fucking, it's so easy to keep the pot small. Yeah, he was looking him up light a lot. Oh, my God. Doug would call spots where I would sit there and watch, and I knew what Daniel's two cards were. And Doug would call 30,000, and Daniel would have the exact two cards that I thought he had. You know, And again, I'm not trying to say I'm a great player when, uh, in head-up format online, but I still, I, I'm watching things, and I'm looking for things, and I see things. And every time I saw something, I say, he's weak, he's strong, he's weak, he's strong. And I was right like 85% of the time. You see, and that's with me look, not looking at anybody's old cards. So, you know... Um, I listen, you know, I, I think that, that Daniel may, you know, he, you know, he was pressing at the end. I think he lost the last 700,000 because he knew he had to gamble to, to win the match. Um, right. Yeah. A lot of that was negative variant. Right. So let's just say, you know, he was 500,000 loser. Uh, the other 700,000 was Daniel trying to gamble. Um, and out of the 530, he, he 350 of it was him not playing well uh, the first, you know. Well, I mean, he was a massive underdog, and he was a massive underdog for a reason. I mean, what yeah. was the line? Four to one, five to one, yeah. six to one in some spots? You know? but, the, but I'll tell you what, man. I love Daniel. He's very opinionated. He has to have it his way, but I mean. I used to be a big fan, man, growing up and shit and watching him and stuff, man. But, I, mean, um, I got really I upset. I guess since the poker since the poker star split and stuff, like he's become very more vocal about his opinions and stuff and yeah. shit. And like, it's like cancel culture doesn't apply to him because he's on the left and that pisses me off. Yeah. And so listen, I, 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 am I'm not a big fan of cancel culture anyways. And, you know, Daniel did tell me that leaving poker stars, he was going to be able to be more himself where it was more corporate with, um, poker, stars and he had to you know be careful right of said. course so you know that and, attitude was a facade but, for but his of years. yeah i mean but the way he acted towards phil the way he was wanted to embarrass him okay he wanted to prove to the world that phil helmuth sucks at poker and that everybody in the poker world knows it and he's going to embarrass him and phil embarrassed daniel period he embarrassed him match two and three was a complete fucking whitewash okay yeah, and, for real. And and, and 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 if Daniel would have come public and said, if no. you remember, we spoke prior to match three or whatever, and I tried to get you to side that I wanted to take Phil because you, you I said it. That you said you did. You said it, and I thought that Daniel would adjust, and I thought, but Phil adjusted too. I mean, me and Phil have talked about his strat now that it's over because he wouldn't talk strategy with me because he was worried I was going to say something to somebody, which I would never do it, but. But like, he explained it to me what what his strategy was. Is he's, he supposed to sweep all three matches? No, from, he's not supposed to win match board? one. Obviously not, even versus Antonio and Daniel. You know. He's not supposed to win match one, okay? Uh, he didn't play well the first hour and a half. Uh, he got way down. Uh, Daniel wasn't going to give him any chips to let him get off the hook. And then came the queen six of clubs with the ten, against the 10-5 of clubs in the unraised pot. 
with, with seven big blinds where Daniel had uh, the flop came deuce three, four with two clubs. And he happens to be up against the only fucking hand that he's like dead right. against. Right. So then he right, gets, yeah, Phil gets the double up to 14 bigs. Then Phil moves in like three or four times. And now he's got like 21 bigs and he was sitting with 21 bigs to Daniel's 50 bigs. And he was comfortable as fuck. And then, then the deck hit him. And, and the truth of the matter is though, but Phil, Daniel wants to say, well, the deck ran. No, the deck, Daniel had just as many cards as Phil did. Okay. And, and, the, and, and the stats will show it. Okay. But it just so happens that Daniel hit him early. Phil hit him late. Okay. But in match two and three, I mean, especially match three, match three, Phil fucking crushed him. And the only reason why Daniel was even in it at the end was he got kings against kings and, and won it, right? Yeah, and, the and, fourth flush. And yeah. the king three of clubs, Daniel moved in against the ace queen, and he won that when he, you know, right. we had three outs with uh, after the flop. So I'm just saying, like, those are the two hands. That's the only time that Daniel, I mean, if you look at all the rest of the hands, Phil completely outplayed the fuck out of them in match two and three. You know what I'm saying? And and if Daniel, listen, no one held him. Yeah, if Daniel would have just gone public and said, <laughs> "I apologize to Phil Helmuth uh, for how I disrespected his game. I think he played really, really well and deserved to win." He'd have had a lot more respect from me and everybody else. You know, instead he just he got when he lost that third match, he stayed off Twitter for three fucking three fucking days because he didn't want to Go see all the. Year. You know what I'm saying? And he told me he was going to, he goes, don't, he said, he goes, I'm not going to answer any text, Mike. He goes, I'm too upset. He goes, I'll call, call, hit me up in three days. Right. He goes, I'm not going to be on Twitter. I'm not going to be on whatever. So, you know, you know, listen, I, I asked Phil many times. I said, I know you've won a lot of bracelets in your life. A lot of tournaments. How do they match up with fucking sticking it up fucking Daniel's ass the way he disrespected him? He goes, I'm not going to lie, Mike. It was very validating. He goes, he goes, I'm not going to lie, Mike. He goes, I still rather win a bracelet, he goes, but this was definitely up there, you know. And so, I mean, in I'm all sure. fairness, in all fairness, you know, it's like, I, listen, uh, you know, Phil called me when he was losing the fucking when he was losing to Nick Wright about two hours in, and um, and he was very upset. And he calls that me. That just goes to show you how you know a heads up sit and could go uh, sit and go could go any direction. He was very upset. He felt like he couldn't figure this guy out. Um, and I said, Phil, relax. Let the game come to you. Be patient. Study him. You'll be fine. And he figured him out. And he ended up, you know, calling him down with Jack High, Queen High, both good. Uh, you know, he just played great. You know, so uh, the the Tom Duong match will be interesting. Um, only because Tom Dwan is going to like it much. Only because Tom Dwan is a hundred times the player today than he was in the middle of two thousand seven, two thousand eight, when he was just running so fucking good. I mean, the motherfucker three bet every deuce four, deuce five offsuit and fucking made the nuts with it. You know, he got there. Yeah, he got so, there. So, but uh, Tom Dwan is if a really remember during the NBC heads up shit. He played Phil, and you know he pulls out a million and checks and shit, and is offering him to play heads up for any amount or whatever. Yeah, I think Phil had a better chance of beating him then than he does now. Way sure. better chance. But again, Tom Dwan, if if Phil is alive with thirty big blinds three hours in, the, it now swings over to Phil because Tom is not very good at tournament poker. 
Okay, he doesn't understand tournament poker. Where Phil yeah, does. Yeah, never been a strong point. He's a right. cash game player. He's a great cash game player, and he's right now he's one of the best. And and he, if you watch him play, watch him play high stakes poker. Now he's like the tightest player on the table. Okay, because he understand he everything comes full circle. I've been saying it for years. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I appreciate you know, the comment. You talk about full circle. Uh, if I could share something real quick, just an opinion. Like I, I play a, a five five game. They open up a legal poker room here in Georgia now. That's uh, just like Texas, time break, all that shit. And the five five game plays like five ten. Um, I'm playing you know, a five. I'm playing a five five fifty anti game on Tuesday at the Hustler. Right, it's a good game. The game is going to be the game. People are winning or losing twenty thousand in a five five game. Like I won fourteen thousand the last yeah. time I played it. You know, uh, I'm sure. I'll, you know, you don't expect to see fifteen twenty k pods playing five five when you hear it, and. Here, there's a 1K max buy-in. Once it gets deeper, obviously, you could match stacks yeah. and stuff. It's against, you know, the room's rules or whatever, but people turn a blind eye. What I've come to notice in playing, you know, games like this and casinos and whatnot, fish, you know, your rec players that will play higher, usually don't tend to bluff huge post-turn and post-river, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, what do you think about that? That's um, that's just something I noticed. And, you know, poker, they, they made it on TV about making monster hero calls. I think it's more important your hero folds. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm about, I'd rather, I'm not about hero calls. I'm about the folds. I'm always looking to fold. Okay. I know that's crazy, you know, but I'm always looking. In other words, when somebody makes a big raise on me, I'm, I'm running everything through my head. Can he be bluffing here? How did the hand go? Can I find a better spot? Okay. And there's been many times I folded and when a, and a guy bluffs me out of big pots and because I'm looking for a better spot. But that's only because I feel like I can exploit him. You see what I'm saying? If I feel like I got a good Absolutely. read on him and I can exploit him, I don't have to make that call. Even though well, my instinct. I don't want to a 10K coin, you know, for being 50-50 or, you know, if I'm ahead by 8% when. I could get this guy in a way better spot and get him to put his money in as a three to one dog. Yeah. So you know why? Here, here's 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 the thing: is why you talked um, about that in a PLO thing. You're like, why get it in on the flop when you could get the guy to put it in on the turn if it breaks I, out? Exactly. Dogs when you have a set it, or a straight, exactly. and have him beat a three to one dog. Exactly. And and the thing is, is like you watch people put it in on the on the flop. Like I was watching the live at the bike uh, stream the other day. And guy flopped a bottom set of sixes on a six nine ten of spades board. I mean, I don't know how you get it all in on a with set of sixes and a six nine ten of spades board because you're probably up against a bigger set or the flush. But like, if, if the guy with that the could set be player of dependent also the guy with the, the set of sixes like won both boards by the way, right? But the guy with the nut flush when he gets raised on that flop, I'm just gonna call. And then I'm going to see what happens. Oh, it was on the a three. Turn. It was all spade board. It, uh, yeah, all spade board on the six nine ten of spades oh, okay. flop. And they put it all in on the flop, and and uh, <laughs> the guy hit uh, a six on the fucking turn. Hold on one second. Good. Hey Ryan, I'm 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 doing a uh, finishing a podcast right now. Let me call you back, okay? Yeah. All right. Back. Uh, so um. Uh, 
you know, it's like, a, you know, bet raise. I mean, I might just call with the nut flush there and put it on the turn. But the board pairs, I might just call and then see what happens on the river. But, um, you know, they put it all on the flop and the guy hit a six on the turn to win the first board and it hit running, hit a hit a uh, uh, a nine on the second board uh, to win both boards. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. So, um, you know. That's what's great about the game. People watch these fucking people on TV and stuff and think they have to play for stacks in this spot or to watch tournament poker and try to equate that with cash game poker and think that they can't fold ace-king pre-flop and shit like that. I, fo- I fold ace-king pre-flop in my cash game I play in all the time, and I'm right 90% of the time. I watch... Yeah, like you'll never see somebody open fold ace, you know, if they see you open fold ace jack under the gun plus one. I, I do it all the time. Whatever. Do it all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean the, the average person will say, oh, you're a sucker for that or whatever. But, you know, I agree with it. But I see spots that you're in, and with no offense, I don't mean to critique or whatever, yeah. but, I mean, when it's folded to you and you have 11 big binds on the button, you got ace-five suited and you're not jamming, I think that's a major leak. Well, but that's just my I, I, I do jam it, and I always lose. I always get called, and I always lose. You know, but Yeah, I, you just can't be results-oriented. No, I'm not. Like that. Well, here, you're, you're a GTO player, so I'm watching Daniel's stream. And he had 17 blinds, okay? And he's under the gun. And it's five-handed, okay? So, I mean, there's blind, blind him. But there's still four people behind you. And he has pocket threes. And he open rips two threes. Now, in my my in my fucking thought you process... You know, raise, fold in that spot. Or you can choose to fold if you want I well. fold that with 17 bigs, right? So then, and the guy who called them, who had 44 bigs, and called 17 of his 44... He called with King Queen suited, and I'm like King Queen is just never ahead of a guy who opens shoves under the gun. He's either fucking flipping or dead, right? So, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think that's kind of bordering the so, line. So uh, I text Dan, yeah. There. So I text Daniel. I'm like, I go, I don't like. Your open rip. I don't like the jam whatsoever, but no, he uses the excuse I'm playing to win. I'm he's not playing, playing to, to win, and he, he sends me, up, but so. he sends me the GTO chart that says 13%, I'm sorry, 20% of the time you're supposed to open rip two threes, okay? And 13% of the time the guy's supposed to call with King Jack or King Queen. I said, so when I saw that, I said, well, you sounds to me you got pretty unlucky. You, you moved in one of the 20% of the times, and, and the guy called you, though, the 13% of the time. But, I mean, I disagreed with it completely. Uh, I didn't. I, didn't, I, I, I fold two threes under the gun. I, I'd rather fucking, I mean, you, you, you can, you, you can, you can see another I'd 20 hands. I'd rather jam hands. nine, ten suited there than Me too. Me too. Me too, bro. And he jams and he's all like, well, the guy, the guy hits a queen. It, it because, okay, we're flipping. Okay. Well, what, why do you want to, well, I mean, I, I don't understand that. And, and we, yeah, are, I argued about it. hours to flip it there at that level. Yeah. So, uh, but obviously you got to rip it at points and whatnot. But yeah, you know, but not whatever. seventeen bigs, maybe eleven. Yeah, or ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, he's got nine to ten, eleven. There, seventeen. That can't 17. be right. That can't you be know, right. He uh, he could have three or four more orbits without getting ahead and still have bold equity. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good talking to someone like you. That's a GTO player that plays online. So then, you now I don't think I'm completely crazy when I said to him. This just can't be right. <laughs> moving in with 17 bigs with two threes. And I said, as bad as I hated your moving, I'm like, the king queen calls has got to be worse, you know? And uh, whatever. So it I appreciate what it. Is. Well, 
Thanks for calling, my man. Good talking. You yeah, got man, it. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. All right. Well, you guys, I, I appreciate all the calls. Um, and um, uh, if you want to play in my home game, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Get 300 and ships for 200. Mouthpoker at yahoo.com. We're out of here. Uh, I'll be in L.A. next week. I'm on vacation. I'm going to be playing some live streams. Check out Hustler Live uh, next week. Um, and uh, I'll be on there. And I will uh, talk to you all later. And I'll see you in a few weeks. Take care. Thanks for listening to Mouthpiece. The Mouthpiece.